Um, all right, the new market. We've tossed and turned a lot this week about it. If I gave you ten dollars, which I'm more than happy to do, I've got ten bucks in my pocket. I think, Mikey, you can be the witness to this. <laughs> new market handicap, Flemington this weekend. What are you doing? Funny one, because I just wrote a yarn on how many variables there are in new markets with which side of the track's the best and wind and all that. So it's it's a hard one without knowing how things evolve on the day. But I'd be going lightweights, um, and I'd be thinking Buenos Notches and Lofty Stroke. Okay, in secret? <clears throat> yeah. Barry, I, I, I want to see the um, how it's going to play the day. Like there, There'll be one or two straight races beforehand where we get a sense of where they may go. But Does that always secret- give you the right indication or can sometimes it be a little bit misleading because the wrong horses go down the wrong parts of the track up the straight nine times out of ten it's uh rolled gold as far as okay. being the best tip um there i remember there were times i remember we were doing an ob during COVID when we were the only people out there and it was one of those days up the straight no fault of anyone it was just the way it was if farlap had drawn up the inside it couldn't yep. have won that day it was just the flow of the action was coming down the outside so hmm. um i always tend to go to horses drawn wide because i'm that's the way it used to play, but I, it's, I'm struggling to get my head around the fact that things have changed up the straight. They don't have the crown anymore. That used to be the place to be. So, um, lightweights. Yeah, right. in secret, certainly. A little box quinella, something yeah. like that, those ones. Oh, I th- I'm seeing it very similar to you, but I'm definitely throwing in Bella Nipotina. I think she's a big smoky. Big smoky. Yeah, Look, no, she was I'm, huge in the lightning. I'm potting her, so I'll, I'll have you a little... You think she's a wet tracker, don't you? Is that- I think she's around the corner wet tracker, too. Okay. So. Uh, what about I wish I win? Well, I think Moody was onto something when he was wondering whether the fifty-six and a half was a hard weight for that horse to win with his racing style. Mm. He's going to have to be Chautauqua a bit, so yeah. But he's he might be is Chautauqua. So mm. yeah, he's such he's a fascinating runner. Isn't he, he is. Uh, let us know how would you spend ten dollars on the new market this weekend? All right, James McDonald yesterday copped a, a six meeting suspension uh, when he was riding at was it Warwick Farm yesterday. Uh, yeah, was it Warwick Farm? Or I think Ramwick it was, or Warwick Farm? Anyway, it was in yeah. Sydney. Uh, it was on the Kensington track at, uh, at Ramwick. Um, he copped the six-meeting suspension. Now, if he serves six meetings, that means he'll miss Golden Slipper Day. Who do you think Godolphin should turn to to ride the Golden Slipper favourite cylinder and also Animo and the George Ryder? Well, they've got a crew of their own, haven't they? Like Bowman's a bit of a Blue Army guy from time to time, Rachel King, and there's, there's others as well. These are things that don't bother me too much because it's not like he won't have a jockey. So if he's off, someone who's very capable will be on. He's a push-button horse. He doesn't... I know James McDonald's probably peerless, but I don't think Animo's price will change because of who the replacement rider is. Mm -hmm. So if you want to back Animo on Saturday, then you're probably still going to back him regardless of whether McDonald... It's just that little, little tiny bit of extra confidence with J-Mac, but... um, Sometimes I'd love to see the strike rate of drop-in jockeys and what their strike rate is. You know, the ones, oh, shit. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I'm riding it, you know, not, not uh, so-and-so. So mm. um, I don't feel bad about that S-bomb because we had two of them on <laughs> the other day. So <laughs> it's contagious. Is there any chance that Godolphin would go, we're going to take a punt on someone. We're going to give a young hoop a bit of an opportunity here. We think this young rider is a, is a real star and this this is could be the making of them this day. Is that... or 
Not on I, a sixty is million it, dollar is horse. Is it not no. what happens on no, a yeah? Not on a sixty million. I oh, see. That's what I, I'd love to see. That it's a bit. I'd like to see story. Jamie Carr on him, of course. But um, no, you don't give a promising. Like you don't give Zach Lloyd the no. ride because you think he's a promising jockey. No, but not prom- I'm saying the next superstar. You know, like mate, this is the making of them sort of thing. Yeah, what, I'm just what about, to think who fits in that category. Well, what about you get on the phone to Michael D and say, you're the most informed jockey in Australia right now. Could you come up and ride our horses? You're flying. Yeah. What's, Michael D hasn't done anything wrong. I know, but I think he'll be heavily committed. Nah, not really. I mean, no, nah, it'll go to a, a big-name, um, proven jockey. No, so, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know it won't, but yeah. I'm, I'm sort of saying... No, I'm disagreeing with yeah. you. Yeah, basically. No, no, I'm trying to politely disagree. You would, you would rather go the bigger name. On a horse like him, you... Dot every I and cross every T. So you put on... So who's, who, who is it for you? Who's uh, the man? Bowman, probably. Jamie Carr, possibly. They're, they're, the, they're the sort of the names in the mix. Maybe a, a Brent Navdullah. I think it would be a, a bold call if it was Rachel King, as good as she is. Mm. Um, Sydney's got a very deep... There's jockeys up there that you and I don't appreciate as much no, as I Sydney agree. people do because we don't see them every day. Like yeah. Everyone up there raves about Tim Clark and Sam Clipperton and Jason Collett, but you and I would barely notice them. So... Mm. There's, there's, there's a lot of. Well, uh, we Jack- noticed Tim Clark when he came down and rode alligator yeah, blood. Exactly, mm. like the uh, the beautiful hands of Tim Clark. But mm. I just think for the story, I, I think Jamie Carr and Animo would be magnificent. Mm. Uh, okay, will Kieran Ma and David Eustace go down as the biggest and best stable in Australian racing history when they finish up? Yes, no doubt. Unless something happens along the way where the partnership doesn't go the distance. Uh, I remember talking to Dave Eustace about um, what can slow you guys down. He said, well, when one of us gets married and has kids, that'll slow us down. So, mm. And that'll happen. They're, I know Kieran's got a partner. Dave Eustace, there's no reason why that, that scenario, you know, they're a single juggernaut and, they got, and they've got young energy as well. So, But look what's happening. They've got 150 south of Sydney, 80 at Warwick Farm, some suggestion that there might be something at Scone. They've got 70 trillion horses in work in Victoria. so And all the numbers are adding up to the scale of the business. So their accumulation of group ones, they just keep winning 10 or 11 a year. And that just keeps adding up, doesn't mm. it? I do think your point's interesting about just life experiences can take you in all sorts of directions. Though. You, you just never know. That yeah, event, you, that's you know? right. Yeah. You, you never know what lies around the corner. And every trainer I've ever spoken to, like Moody has spoken about this, who um, who was so bullet gate with their career while the kids were little, Every one of them regrets and would do it differently if they had their time again that they missed out on their children's childhoods. So, mm. yeah, it's something can the only thing that can stop them is if they stop themselves. Hey, Matt, did you see Jackson Pallows win yesterday at Sandown with I Flying back, Basil? Backed it. That do you know the horse won his first race Hinamungi. in the Hinamungi Cup? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Um, well, that was the Hef, and the Hef was trying yeah. to drop hints out the back here, and I maybe I inadvertently picked up on, and I backed that horse, and yeah. um, you guys backed <laughs> another one that she was only yeah. Young uh, apprentice Mickey does a wonderful job. He's 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 really learning the ropes at a, at a fast rate, faster than anyone I've come across. But he did steer. I think he might have steered us into the wrong one. Michael Felgate was blaming me for the wrong tip. I'm blaming apprentice Mick, and the apprentice has got no one else <laughs> underneath him to blame because yes. he's the end of the road. So. Just point fingers at RSN. Yeah, that yeah. is generally the way to go. Uh, 0416905052 to send us a text 1300652927 is the number to ring if you want to have a chat there's plenty of time for us to do that today on the show if you like Mick from Bond Beach says Bellany Patina is a great bet this weekend we'll be in the finish 100% just needs clear air at the right time is she drawn barrier one? no uh, I thought she'd drawn four yeah. uh, 
I could be anyway, wrong. Anyway, look, I could be wrong. Um, hey, just on uh, while she's passed, uh, while she's fast out of the Perth Cup heats, I spoke to Kel Greeno. Oh, she has drawn one. Drawn one. Yeah, that's all right. Doesn't worry me. Kel Greeno said she hated the flight with all the other animals on it, and she just didn't quite. Um, uh, it didn't work out. She's back home. They're doing some bloods on her. Um, and he's hoping to sort of have another crack and then go back for the greyhound version of the quokka. Yes, that's right. So he's They're hopeful. To... It's funny though, isn't it? She she freaked out um, going there just recently, and in- interesting to think that they're thinking about doing trying the same attempting again, going all the way to Perth. So. Yeah, well, they have told sports, but just who's got the slot? Just beware. You know, yeah. there is a possibility we're not going to be there. So, but keep that in mind. Yep. Yeah, it was interesting, isn't it? We were talking, I think, was it off air? We were talking to Keita about how, you know, some horses, some dogs can really struggle to travel those long distances on planes. It can And it can really upset them for a long period of time. Well, the average horse travelling to Europe drops something like 15 to 20 kilos. Mm. Black Caviar was one of the freaks who, and Nature Strip didn't, I think Nature Strip actually put on weight. And that's why they were so confident because he didn't lose any, I don't lose 15 kilos when I fly to Dubai. <laughs> I've never got on it'd the be, scales before be and after, to be it'd honest. It'd be handy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're betting tonight at Sandown, by the way, Jason Adams likes one. Race eight, number three, Landon Bale is his best there at Sandown tonight. Has uh, Mark Stevens come back to us at all with any of these captains at Captain's Day yet? Mickey Comerford? Okay, they're getting their t- photos taken. Um, so It's always funny with these media releases, isn't it, Matt? They say the event's going to start at 12, but... They're always fashionably late, aren't no, they? I think fashionably late is is the way to go. Who um who's the to you who which captain is under the most pressure and expectation this season? Oh, under the most pressure and expectation. That is a very good question. Well, it's not Paddy Dangerfield. He's probably got the least amount of pressure pressure and expectation on him. Um, I think there's a. F- yeah, I'd say there's a fair bit of pressure on Max Gorn at Melbourne. You know, straight sets finals defeat last year. Uh, at one point, they were the even money favourites to win the flag. Um, they've got a list that most people think should be in the window. So he would be feeling the expectation of his fans to win a premiership at the MCG that what's they haven't his, been able to achieve yet. What's his leadership group? I reckon it's down to the leadership group too, not just the captain. Which I know this is a difficult question, but which team has got the best leadership group? It's funny. Some teams have eight leaders. And some will just go captain, vice captain. I think at the Demons, they just have Gorn and Viney, and they, they say that's their leadership group. But they've obviously got a number of other on-field leaders like Petrarca and Oliver and May, which they're almost like unofficial leaders, really. Um, so I think Max Gorn's got a lot of pressure on him to be able to try and deliver that for the Melbourne supporters. I think... Uh, Zach Merritt's got a lot of pressure coming into Zach, this year. They're devoid got, of a lot of leaders at Essendon. Zach Merritt has a lot of pressure on him at Essendon because he's the captain of Essendon. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they, for yeah, I would say for a guy going into his first season as, as captain of a footy club, Zach Merritt probably is inheriting more pressure than most have in the past just, just because of what's gone on there over the last 12 months. So I think it's a great call, Mikey Velasaris. I think they're missing a lot of natural born leaders in that club and obviously they lost Dyson Heppel to lead uh, to a captaincy so yeah a lot of pressure for Zach Merritt heading into this season do you know the other one that I would say has a lot of pressure on him as well this year Toby Green uh, with the sole captaincy at the GWS Giants the bad boy you know in the AFL persona um, image I think he's always going to be treading a fine line and he'll always feel that pressure he mm. seems like he seems like a reformed rogue the Brecky guys had him on recently. He, gee, sounds he's, he's impressive to listen to. Totally. No, he is. Yep, yeah. and he's impressive to watch as well. 